Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Two British Columbia police officers went on trial in Cuba on Thursday. After being held by the Cuban government for months, they were charged with sexual assault of a Canadian woman while all were vacationing separately in Cuba. The officers were forced to stay at a resort, paying the daily rate while waiting for their trial. Leo McKnight is the author of the Crime and Punishment blog. He's been covering the story, and he talked to us. There's been a story that um, has in some ways been below the surface as far as news coverage is concerned, certainly national news coverage is concerned. But uh, this week, I was quite surprised this week that it didn't get the attention I expected it would. Two British Columbia police officers went on trial in Cuba on Thursday after being held by the Cuban government for months charged with the sexual assault of a Canadian woman while all were vacationing separately in Cuba. The police officers were forced to stay at a resort and uh, paying the daily rate while they were waiting for their trial. Leo Knight, is, uh, his blog is the Crime and Punishment blog. He's a retired senior RCMP officer with 30 years investigating major crimes. He's been covering this particular situation since all, I guess, since the beginning, and uh, Leo tweeted earlier in the week that the Canadian consular official who attended the trial of the police officers in Cuba arrived wearing a T-shirt and seemed disinterested. Leo, thank you for taking the time. Uh, you're welcome, Roy. Anytime. Are you on a speakerphone? I'm on a headset, actually. Okay. Well, we'll make that work. Scott Newark, former Alberta prosecutor, former executive officer of the Canadian Police Association, adjunct professor at Simon Fraser University. Scott uh, spends a lot of time with us and clarifies a lot of issues. For us, Mr. Newark, how are you doing? Good, thanks. Hi, Leo. Good. Hello, Scott. Um, Leo, what's the story? What What's the actual story of the two police officers and the, and the charges they face for people who may not be aware? Essentially, it was uh, in mid-March, Roy. They were uh, down at a resort in Veradera, Cuba, <laughs> and they were having a couple of afternoon cocktails uh, at the poolside bar. Uh, this a female, who had also been drinking with her friends at the bar, uh, came over to them and made a rather lurid proposition. The uh, boys uh, weren't interested, uh, but they didn't exactly uh, discourage her either. Anyway, she followed them back to their room, uh, where one of the boys, uh, single, in his 20s, male, uh, did engage in consensual sex uh, with the woman. The other were, uh, part of the, the pair stayed out of the balcony while the, uh, the, the incident occurred. Uh, after she left, uh, she went to hotel security and claimed she had been dragged all the way from the pool bar through the resort, a distance of about 500 meters, uh, in through the busy lobby, past another bar, past coffee shop, past all the staff, up three flights of stairs, and there she was held down and raped. Uh, that's what she told them. After she had left, the boys laid down for a nap, a pre-dinner nap, uh, and were awakened by hotel security, uh, taken out of their room, separated, and then Cuban police uh, arrested them. So how long, so, so they've been held since then? Since mid-March, yeah, seven and, and a half months. And they were, they've been, in a, they've been in, a, in a hotel the whole time? No, they were seven days in the Cuban jails, uh, segregated from each other, 
while the preliminary investigation was taking place. So what happened to the trial on, on Thursday? Uh, in a nutshell, the, uh, the female um, did not attend uh, to provide evidence. So the only evidence against them is a statement that she gave, gave to a Cuban uh, female police investigator uh, the day that it uh, allegedly occurred, uh, and there was no other real evidence against them. Um, the hotel security employee did testify uh, during the trial, and he corroborated the boy's statement. So they say it didn't happen the way the plaintiff says it did. Uh, you've laid out the geographical um, reality from the pool to the, to the hotel room. But the question then still becomes, why, why is she not believable, or is the issue one with the Cuban justice system? Well, I think it's a little bit of all of the above, uh, Roy. Clearly, um, she's, she's telling a lot of lies here out of the gate. Um, there's no way in the world at, at 4.35 o'clock in the afternoon in a busy Cuban resort in the middle of March that anybody could drag, uh, drag somebody who was uh, uh, fighting back 500 meters into a busy resort lobby up to a hotel on the third hotel room on the third floor and nobody sees this i mean that's just beyond belief so this is her testimony she was physically dragged from the yes. pool to the hotel room and that she was sexually assaulted in the hotel room correct okay except except if i may it wasn't her testimony it was simply her statement her statement her statement yes correct so so scott uh, from the prosecuting attorney from the lawyer's perspective yeah where how do you see this couple of questions. In all of this, um, have you ever gotten a sense of any motivation on the part of the, uh, the complainant? Anything that's a little bit off uh, base? Yes. Um, uh, and I'm a little bit reluctant to go too much further with that, Scott, only because it might involve uh, identifying her. Okay. But suffice to say, there is some social media postings after she had returned that certainly raised a lot of flags. Potentially in relation to financial issues? Um, a whole bunch of issues, Scott. Gotcha. I'm really not at liberty to go any further. Okay. The family that's, has that's asked me not to my do my nasty, that. suspicious prosecutor instinct. Okay. So what's, yeah. the, what's the situation as far as the trial itself is concerned? Is it over? Is it continuing? What's, uh, what's the status? It, it, it is over, Roy. The trial lasted uh, only a few hours. Um, there wasn't a whole lot of evidence presented, as you might well imagine. The, there is a panel of five persons, um, two of whom are laypersons in Cuban law that, that uh, are the justice uh, panel on this thing. The prosecutor, defense counsel, and in this case the, the uh, translator are all employees of the Cuban state and were appointed by the Cuban state. <laughs> the, uh, just, the five uh, judicial tr uh, panel have reserved decision as is normal under Cuban law. And my understanding of things is that uh, a decision will be rendered um, in some weeks. Now, what exactly that means? Does that mean two weeks, five weeks, 12 weeks? We just don't know. And I, I also understand that the British Columbia police are going to investigate or have investigated uh, the case, maybe when the, when the two officers return? They may, uh, they may be subject to the Office of the Police Complaints Commissioner investigation. Uh, that office investigates police act infringements on behalf of police officers throughout the province of British Columbia. Uh, what the most recent information sounds like 
based on their preliminary look at it, is that they will not face an investigation. Scott, Can I ask you, uh, Leo, uh, people do things for a reason, whether they're irrational or not. Have you got any sense of what the motivation of the Cubans is to pursue this the way they have? Not really, Scott. Uh, you know, I mean, they risk a lot in this. Um, exactly. Canadian, tur- Canadian tourism to Cuba is the single largest country. Canada's the single largest country providing tourists to that nation. Uh, over a- 1.3 million Canadians a year uh, go to Cuba. Uh, that's 10 times more than the next largest country, which is the United States, at about 240,000 tourists a year. Um, if, ca- if Cuba screws this up, um, and, and imprisons innocent men, especially innocent police officers. I, I can't even imagine the damage they might do to their own economy. What's, what's the reaction uh, been of the, uh, the Canadian uh, consular officials? Have they helped out, in, the, in your view, appropriately? No. In my view, they have, well, they have said all along that, quote, they're monitoring the situation. Right. There was a video conference last week held between consular officials uh, the RCMP LO, who is based out of Miami, and uh, some other officials in Ottawa. But basically, that conference call was a uh, little more than, uh, you know, well... Now, let me just say this, and, good, and then, we have, then we have to take a break. It's not, it's not that unusual for Cuban authorities to hold someone who is charged with a crime. About eight or nine years ago, there was an 18-year-old uh, high school graduate whose mother took him to Cuba for a vacation. He rented a car... And they were involved in, a, in an accident with a dump truck. The drum, dump truck hit the rental car. But the Cubans charged the 18-year-old, and he was held in the resort. And they had to come up with a daily rate. I'm not saying it's the same case I'm just or same situation. But that's the way it was done. And uh, he was there for some considerable period of time. And I got involved. And uh, Joe Warmington of the Sun, Toronto Sun, got involved. And, uh, and some of the other uh, reporters of the Sun became involved with it, and eventually the and the federal government got involved reluctantly, and eventually what the Cubans did was they let the 18-year-old come home with the understanding that if they ever wanted to pursue it any further, they would let him know and he'd have to go back to Cuba. Of course, that never happened. But it's not that unusual for them to do no, what not. they've done in this case. No, it's not. Just procedurally. Really. I'm just talking about procedure. I agree with you. Uh, in fact, I've heard of a case that's it's currently going on as well of another Canadian who was a passenger, a passenger in a taxi cab that got into a motor vehicle accident, and that passenger is still being held in Cuba as a witness in the case. I, I must admit, just uh, it's the uh, the inaction, if you will, of the Canadian uh, consular officials. That that issue has been in the news recently, but. You know, it sounds like uh, these two cops might be better off if it, at least they got the attention that Omar Cotter did. Well, exactly, Scott. I mean, I cannot understand uh, for the life of me why uh, the Canadian government has not... Uh, well, they didn't, they didn't get involved. Leo, they didn't get involved with the 18-year-old either. They tried to stay out of it. The embassy or the consular officials were essentially useless until they, until they started to get the media spotlight on them. Agreed, Roy. And all of the participants in this are Canadian. There's no Cuban involvement whatsoever, save and except the Cuban uh, hotel security uh, officer yeah. who was the witness in the case. Oh. I mean, all of the participants are, are Canadian. Why couldn't an investigation be done uh, in Canada? Why wouldn't Canadian government officials press the Cuban officials to say, let yeah, the people come back to Canada and we'll deal with that it? That would be the appropriate way to do it. Leo, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you. Thank- 
You're very welcome, Roy. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend. 